You are now listening to the Trending Topics Podcast Series. Sir, thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of the Trended Topics podcast series. We here, we live, we just talking about things that's happening in life. Things that you do succeed in, things that you take L's on. Like, you know, things that I personally go through, so y'all don't have to go through. My grandpa once told me, life isn't long enough for you to make every single mistake. So definitely pay attention to the people around you because you'll learn. You'll learn something. You just got to be aware of your surroundings, not only of your surroundings, but the potential circles that you could get in as well. So, you know, with that just being said, I want to kick this episode off with a tidbit of knowledge that I've personally been going through and experiencing. And I'm starting to realize that, you know, I'm losing money by having money in the bank every single year. It doesn't matter. I am losing money by just having my money sit in a bank account. I've been doing nothing but getting robbed, essentially. So let me just start off with Bank of America. So I have two separate bank accounts and essentially doing this to kind of mitigate the expenses. And so I don't go and spend a certain money like I have a Bank of America account that I don't even have a debit card to. You feel me? So it takes a lot for me to spend that money. So essentially, I'm transferring money into that account. They charge me a fifty eight dollar maintenance fee to change my account from a savings to a checking account because I was transferring money too frequently. I guess I couldn't transfer more than four times within a month. So anytime I kind of hit a threshold within my savings, like I have a certain number that I do hit and then I want to transfer that money over to the savings to kind of like this relief fund at that point. But really, I kind of use that money to go invest. I pull from that to really do anything I want to do vacation, you know, anything that's just superfluous. You feel me? Anything that I want to do, like I pull from that, like all of my bills are already paid through my checking. All of my bills are already paid, like through my credit card. Essentially, all of my bills are set up on auto pay on my credit card. Then I have my debit card set up on auto pay for my credit card twice a month. And that's really the hack I've been doing to get my credit score 700 plus in less than nine months. <laughs> you feel me? So there's just things that I've been doing kind of diligently and things that I've been doing kind of passively and not really thinking about it. So, you know, once you kind of get into those realms, once you kind of get into those habits of uh, doing these things, you know, it makes life easier because you don't have to think about it. Like I know for a fact that my credit card is going to be paid off every month. I have a credit card for my expenses. I put my rent, I put my insurance, I put anything else that's really a bill that's a recurring bill on that card every single month. And then I know for a fact I have enough money that's going to be in my bank account and my checking account, specifically with the debit card to go and pay that said credit card off. So these are just a couple of things that I'm very diligent about, things that I've kind of had to learn over time and also kind of get in the good habits of. Um, I'm personally starting a website and my own business um, with this financial advising opportunity so I can also help you and uh, provide this service to you as well. So go and check out this website when I get to dropping it. You know, I'm excited about it. It's been my baby. Um, But yeah, no, so offering some personal um, advising help on there. Um, If you want to start a business plan, if you already own a business and you kind of want to get into some sales and operations planning, you know, what that looks like for your future, five-year plans, 10-year plans, however you want to look at it. And obviously kind of doing things in the digital marketing realm as well, website creation, um, SEO. So looking forward to doing that. Um, looking forward to doing that. But back to the banks, you know, because once I start this LLC, it's something I have to go do is go get 
a business line of credit. I got to go get a business bank account, essentially. So when I get this business line of credit, then I'll be able to utilize that business line of credit for the investments that are going to further my business. Let me repeat that. These are for investments that are going to further my business. This is not the PPP loan y'all just using to go and take a cruise. This is not the PPP loan y'all using just to go buy a bunch of J's and stock up and get a bunch of Nike tech suits. You feel me? This is like legitimate money that you're investing towards things that you need that'll put you at the next level whether that be putting this money into real estate whether buying a personal business real estate property whether that's investing as an angel investor using this kind of money to go and invest in some other idea you know there's just different ways that you have to utilize this line of credit that'll give you a return on your investment not just utilizing the credit just to use the money that's the same thing y'all do with the regular credit cards you feel me so don't do that stop doing that like a credit card is not just fun money it's not free money let's just get that out there so a thing that i kind of been thinking about a lot is why do i have my money sitting in the bank just a regular old bank pnc bank of america why am i doing it so that's a l that i've recently had to take but something that y'all don't have to go and experience is the loss and the missing out of the opportunity of making money the time value of money is so important you actually lose money every single year you have your money in a bank account just because you make a hundred thousand dollars if you have a hundred thousand dollars sitting in a bank account right now for one full year like you made six figures great oh my gosh you brought home actually a hundred thousand dollars and it's sitting in the pnc bank account at the end of that year that's still going to be a hundred thousand dollars inflation on average right now it's like six percent so hundred and six thousand dollars is actually representative of what a hundred thousand dollars is worth in this day and age right now so with that being said you're losing money every single year let that go up another six percent that compounding interest is just going to continue to build and you're just going to keep falling behind you may think you're getting a yearly raise you may think that it's going to be enough to really just go ball and do this big thing go buy a new car go on this big vacation it's extravagant and it's really not it's not even cutting inflation i just got a four percent raise thankful you know i'm not not throwing it out there that i'm ungrateful but i got a four percent raise but with like i just said inflation being minimally six percent i gotta move my money <laughs> if i just sit my money in this bank account if i just get these direct deposits and i just let it sit there i'm losing money i'm not making money it may look good it may look good just sitting there oh i want to keep it all in one spot so i can see the number grow what are you going to do with it it's not really growing it's kind of really stagnant you're losing money as it's coming in because if you don't put this money into stocks if you don't put this money into roth ira if you don't put this money into a whole term life insurance policy if you don't put this money into just different real estate investments things that'll give you a return on your investment things that not only just give you a return on your investment immediately everybody wants to get rich quick these are annual returns i'm talking about like this is a yearly return for 12 months you're going through different quarters of the year you're going through business cycles i think of terms of business i'm a businessman i think cyclically so you know i just really get in the patterns of saving and investing during the different times of the year like obviously christmas time you want to save more so you have more to just spend on these gifts um new year's you just want to get ready and save more money because you're going into the new year you felt like you spent too much money last year and then you just kind of repeat the same cycle you don't invest anything you just want a certain amount sitting in your bank account and that's not cutting it <laughs> it's really not cutting it. i mean as you can see homes are skyrocketing like it costs an arm and a leg to go buy a home right now not let's not talk about it like it kind of hurts my feelings because i i've been wanting to get in the real estate market yes i'm talking about an fha loan where you only have to put 3.5 percent down but they're also downsized to that you do have to pay like a mortgage insurance premium every single month which does up the monthly mortgage cost a sense so 
there's things that you do have to be wary of. Don't just be enticed by the 3.5% down and thinking it's just a magical loan. Yeah, some states like Illinois do give you like a $5,000 home credit once you are buying if you're a first-time homeowner. So certain perks like that do, you know, kind of entice more people. Just kind of buy into the, the FHA loan itself. The conventional loan, obviously, you do put the 20% down, but... With putting that 20% down, you do just kind of have to think about what financial situation are you in? Where is that 20% coming from? Because for me personally, if I want to go buy a home in 10 years, that, that whole term life insurance policy I was telling you all about, in 10 years, that thing is already paid off. I don't have to pay another cent on that, like I said before in a previous episode. But the beautiful part about it is that it's going to be worth an extra $2,000 more than I paid for it on the day that I'm done paying for it. So the time value of money is giving me essentially plus $2,000 just by investing in this whole term life insurance policy. I could take that cash out cold. I can take that out tax-free. That is just my money. Like no questions asked. I could go take that $36,000 that I have at 10 years if I just want to take it out then and I don't want to let the interest compound and I can go put a down payment on a house. I can go put more than 20% down on this $100,000 home that I do want to go buy. So things that do help you out are, you know, other assets and collateral that you have to your name. Banks want to look at what you have. Like, obviously, if it goes under, we don't want to think like that. But what can they take? And obviously, you know, what are you worth to them? Essentially, how much are they willing to trust you with? So when you're thinking about that, I kind of think that, you know, I myself want to be a bank. It is kind of crazy to say. It's kind of crazy to think. But if you really think about the concept of what a bank is, then you can truly understand money because a bank is essentially somebody that's just holding your money. And then you can go and get it back, withdraw it whenever you like, because it's not building any more money. They're not giving you any crazy APR. They're not giving you any crazy returns on what you're giving them. But guess what they are doing with your money? They're giving it out to other people for home loans, for car loans, for any kind of loan. They're giving it out. And then guess what they're doing? They're having these people sign these contracts for these loans. Obviously, you know, they call mortgages or just, you know, a flat out car note. But they have these people sign these documents that say, hey, I'm going to pay about 23 percent interest or 12 percent, however much the interest they're signing for. And then they go and make money monthly because people are not only paying just the principal back on the money that they're getting lent they're also paying the interest you're paying principal and interest every single month so that interest builds up and you're going to end up paying significantly more than what you borrow that's just the nature of loans but that's what the bank's doing with your money your money isn't sitting there i don't care if you got a million dollars you cannot go to the bank right now today and go take out a million dollars in cash you can't do it they have limits on it and it's not limits to think oh we just don't want you to spend all your money they don't have it that's just what it is. they don't have it bro like they really don't have your money they give it out to other people so i'm thinking in my head obviously yes you do need to have like a high yield savings account somewhere where your money is secure um because we do see the value of actual hard cash physical cash depreciating so you do obviously not want to just be a one-trick pony you don't want to just have all digital currency you want to have multiple assets you just don't want to have just money sitting in a bank account so i want to have money sitting in a bank account i want money in my stock portfolio i want money in my 401k and this isn't just spreading myself too thin. These are all done by calculated percentages. This isn't just, oh my gosh, I'm going to put $20,000 in my 401k this year. That's going to be, no, you don't set out a number like that. You put a percentage of what you're bringing home and then you just divide it up. Obviously, the expenses that you have to live off of, just the main things, rent, food, just those general topics, you know, like things that are just naturally going to have things that cost you just to be here as a human, things that cost you just to exist. You pay that first. Second, you pay your investments. You pay yourself, essentially. 
after I pay all of my monthly fees, all of that, that's on my credit card, and the credit card is connected to my checking account. My checking account is paying that off twice so I can get the increased credit to it. Then I take a certain percentage of my direct deposit, and then I go and throw it into the Fidelity app. I want to utilize my investment portfolio to my max potential. So I really want to give myself this kind of cushion now with my own Roth IRA and company match 401k so I can be aggressive in other investments because scary money don't make money. I mean, let's just be real. So you got to be able to take chances. So that's how I kind of cushion my portfolio so I can go and take these chances being as young as I am. Diversifying your portfolio is very important because with my Roth IRA and my company match 401k, those are safe long-term investments. Those are stable investments I know that are going to grow, that are going to give me a return. Through this diversification, I'm obviously able to go and take more chances now. I mean, I don't have any kids. I just have a dog. So, I mean, I don't have any student debt. So, I'm able to just go take risks. I'm able to just go invest in things and just do things that are, you know, probably more volatile in return, but they may pay off. So, like I said, scary money don't make money. I'm focusing on building my credit. I want to build my credit. I want to build my assets. So, you know, I do look good to a bank. So when I go and get this home and I go get this first time homeowner's loan, or I do go put this 20% down for a conventional loan because I have it and then something left over. And the beautiful part about if you do put that 20% down, obviously your mortgage is going to be lower per month. But then also if you do have money left over, you can invest obviously heavily to just go put some equity in. But if you're putting that kind of money down up front, you would hope that it's dang near a turnkey property but if you do do the fha loan on the on the other hand if you do do the 3.5 percent down you will have a significant amount of money left over that you can obviously use to do forced equity with yes your monthly um, payments will be significantly more but I assume, hopefully, if you're using FHA loan, you're not just getting a single family unit. You're either house hacking, getting a multi-bedroom home, having some friends come and live with you, kind of splitting the mortgage payment while you're obviously owning this piece of property or doing the obviously duplex, triplex kind of thing and living in one of the units and then just running out the other units to help pay for that. So it's different ways to house hack. Um, it's different ways to obviously get in on the real estate game. It's, it's just, it's so many opportunities out there and it's kind of crazy. Like. It's overwhelming at times. It really is because you just don't know what to do. You don't know where to start. But the first thing I can say to start is obviously pay off all your debts. You can start a plan to pay off all your debts every month. Pay those. That's up front. Like, so you don't have anything to worry about. Once you have that, obviously banks are going to be checking for your employment history, how much you're getting paid every month, how much is in your bank account. This is just so you know what you're going through whenever you're trying to buy your first home. They're going to get in your business. <laughs> they get in all in your business. But with this business, like, you know, you got to be able to, you know, answer these questions. You got to be able to answer for your credit score. You got to be able to answer for any debts that you haven't paid off. So, you know, anything that you have that's to your name, they'll be able to find that when you're trying to go get a home. So you can't have anything that's just hiding in the weeds. Like God said, what's done in the dark will come to light. So there's no hiding on that. So that's one thing you just got to remember, focus on whenever you're going to do this, whenever you're going to tie up that process, you know, just have all your ducks in a row. Uh, obviously, it's going to be a process where you do slip up. You may have things that come up things that you know come up along the way but you do just have to just stay diligent and try to come as prepared as possible uh, but yeah no just following up with that I, I really think that in today's day and age like school doesn't teach you any of this school doesn't teach you financial literacy school doesn't teach you how to manage your money to invest your money really what to do with it it just teaches you how to make it how to go take orders from somebody else and go complete a task they wanted you to get that degree just so you can show that you can complete a task obviously you learn things within your field of study yes but for the main part you go into a new job they train you to do everything that they want you to do you don't think that they think that you are a representation of them as a brand that has been here for often most of times longer than you've been on this earth 
So they don't want somebody new coming in tarnishing that. They're gonna train you to the best of their abilities, whatever they can afford to give you for training, like they're gonna do their best to make sure you're as prepared as possible to go and represent them. School really doesn't teach you how to think outside the box. School just shows that you're coachable, that you're able to learn and then apply what you learned to execute essentially because if school really taught you to think outside the box, then why do we have to answer to a test? Like, why does a test have specific answers that people get right and wrong? There's just one way to do something. Like, obviously, in math, there's one way to do something. I also let me just bring this up. I've never used calculus, never used geometry another day in my life. Obviously, I'm a businessman, but certain math fields are just like relevant to the medical field to like obviously certain engineers but certain doctors but if you don't do any of those things if you don't want to go in those fields you shouldn't be subjected to go and take that the first two years of college are stupid i'm just gonna say that because you really could get those done in high school i went to college bro i went to western illinois and i got there my freshman year and i had so much fun the reason why i had so much fun because school was so easy like it legit was doing high school all over again because i did the ap or IB program whatever you want to call it but i just did an advanced program in school where I mean, obviously, they kind of made it harder and tried to say, oh, college is going to be this or that, bro. I got to college and teachers did not care. <laughs> so me being like the the shiny pupil that I am, like SpongeBob, I really just thought like, you know, I'm going to have to work my butt off and do this, that. But I did have to work, but I really just also just had to learn concepts, learn like you know things for the test and then i obviously got to go and have fun with the actual marketing projects the digital marketing projects they let me create my own app idea bro and it was just fun like getting to see that creative side of marketing was pretty cool then going to get my mba with the emphasis in finance really i just wanted to get um that degree so i could have that that management opportunity um you can't get a job up in upper management typically nowadays if you don't have that um in corporate america so i mean kind of getting that lumped in with my bachelor's was pretty cool so i don't have to go back to school it's a bunch of people that i was actually in classes with that kind of gave the story hey yeah my company's sending me back i'm back here and these people are like my parents age bro like 40 50 like you know in that realm and i'm like never <laughs> never going back to school ever again but definitely not at that age mugs and had kids mugs are now empty nesters and going back to school with these night classes i applaud it don't get me wrong i'm not hating on it like everybody gotta get it if you about to go get a raise go ahead go do your thing you feel me i don't blame you, especially if the company paying for it but that's just not for me that's personally not my cup of tea to really be able to do that i don't i don't have the capacity to do that that's why i got it done all at once it's, just, it's over with so don't even gotta think about it but I just want to tell y'all, you know, it's, it's different ways that you could get money out here. If you have like, you know, one job, if you have a nine to five, whatever you're doing, that's just your main source of income. You can get side hustles. Find out what you're passionate about. Find out what you love to do and what you can actually make an impact on in this world. Don't think like, what can I do to get rich quick, bro? It's a million people saying that same thing right now, trying to do the same get rich quick scheme, trying to start up this company real quick and do X, Y, and Z. No, build something, bro. Think about what you really care about. Think about what you want to put back into this world because at the end of the day, you know, you only get one life. You can't get it back and you're going to be remembered for who you impacted, the lives you impacted, what you really did to help and give back to this earth. Not how much money you made. You're not going to be remembered for that because you can't even take that with you. You can't do nothing with that. But pass that on to whoever's in your family, whoever's in your will, whoever trusts, you know, but. You know, if you don't want to open your own business, if that's not for you, if that's not, you know, something that you're into, that's also OK. There are other things that you can do to get some return on your investments. A high yield savings account, if you have over five thousand dollars and it gives you a guaranteed four point five percent return and that's minimum. But if you want to do a higher volatility um, 
you know, high yield savings account, then it can get up to about four, seven, five or five percent if you kind of do want to do that. But essentially, I mean, that's the same thing. That's just you giving a bank your money. And then they're obviously going to invest in that money, giving it to other people in loans and making more money on interest. But the difference is you're getting some piece of that pie. <laughs> the difference is you're getting some return on that. You are getting an actual return and growth within your account. That $5,000 that you have sitting there won't just be $5,000 when you're done. So let's just say that and let's just focus on obviously thinking about the little things that we can do to save money every month. And then guess what? You're going to start seeing a difference. You start doing that then you start focusing on things that you're not utilizing like subscription services, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, all those things that you probably aren't really watching and utilizing. Or you may be utilizing a little bit too much. You need to kind of invest your time in other things so you can kind of get more of your money back. You're not just getting your money back. You're getting your time back because at the end of the day, we just want more money to buy our time back. That's all it is. We don't got that much time here on earth, but we're just trying to make enough money to obviously buy our time back so we can do what we want with it. Essentially, that's what anybody wants. So just do whatever you want. Wake up and just wake up and do whatever your heart desires. No restrictions, no rules, nobody telling you what to do. You want to have that kind of financial freedom. That looks different for everybody. Some people are superfluous. Some people want to go and spend a lot of money and they have like, you know, a higher taste. But some people do live below their means and they're able to also obtain this financial freedom a little bit quicker. So it's just about when you want to do it. And honestly, the person that you got to think about is the person in the mirror. You got to really focus on that and realize that that's the person that has to change. That's the person that has to wake up if they want to change. You know, if they really want this financial freedom, if this life is really for you, you know, come talk to me. You know, holler at me. I can help you out. But yeah, no, really, come talk to me, though. Stay focused. Uh, stay diligent. Keep doing the things that y'all, you know, really want to do. Keep doing the things that y'all heart desires. But, you know, think about what you want in the long run. Don't sacrifice for what you want in the moment for what you want in the long run because it's not worth it right now. That instant satisfaction, that instant gratification that this day and age is so obsessed with, it's not worth it, you know. Hey, life is a marathon, not a sprint. So a lot of people waking up and trying to sprint every single day and worried that they ain't, uh, they ain't at the destination yet. <laughs> so, you know, stay focused, stay diligent, you know, keep doing these things, stay up. That's the main part. You know, if y'all down, it's okay to be down. It's okay to be not okay. But, you know, just realize that the sun's going to rise tomorrow. Whatever happened today, you can't control what happened to you and you can't control it. Like, obviously you didn't want whatever happened that happened bad to, you know, occur. So nobody wants anything bad to happen, but life happens. You got to realize that things that are bad are going to happen. <laughs> things that are good are also going to happen too. So don't focus as much on the bad. Like people take so much for granted, bro. You are breathing right now. If you're listening to this episode, you are breathing right now and you're taking that for granted. You can listen, you're hearing, you can take that for granted every single day. And people do like those little things. You don't think like that's a good thing. You don't think it's a great day just because you can see, hear, walk, like taste, eat your food, like you have all your limbs. People don't think like that. No, people think you need to have a million dollars. You need to hit the lotto. You need to get five days off work. You need to have everybody shut up and not tell you what to do just for you to have a great day. No, that's not a great day. A great day is that God just allows you to live another 24. So when you take that mindset with life, then the bad things don't seem as bad, you feel me? And then the good times are really amazing because you appreciate them more. You don't expect it. Like, it's not like lowering your expectations, but it's really realizing, like, bad things happen in life. And that's okay. My main thing is Akuna Matata. 
everything's going to be okay. So thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of the Trending Topics podcast series. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Stay tuned for more. I'm excited to drop this website and keep giving y'all gems. Love y'all. Peace. Trending. We ran up the skull, had to lace my tennis. I'm balling and she got me feeling like Dennis. Hey, the doc say I fucked up my kidneys. It must be the lean and the squares of the henny. Or maybe that dude say don't mix with that with me. We having our way with this shit, so we chilling. Hey, took losses to fill out his winning. We started with bows, ended up with them chickens. He reached for this chain, but he fly with the pigeons. Don't speak up.